What is a sabbatical? Is it a specific segment of rest? Does it need to be a certain amount of time? Is there really a benefit to it? I mean, do studies show that it helps? And how do I know if I might need one? Today on the podcast, we're going to explore the topic of sabbatical. We're going to look at what the research shows about having sabbaticals. And we're going to also identify signs that you may need one or someone in your life might need a sabbatical. So let's jump into the topic of sabbaticals. Uh, Grab your walking shoes, maybe a cup of coffee, lock that door so the kids can't wander in for a few minutes. And let's spend the next few minutes diving into the topic of a sabbatical. So what is a sabbatical? Well, a sabbatical is like hitting a reset button in your life. My brother-in-law, Daniel, who is British, actually came over in at the young age of 19 and worked at a couple key places in America, one of those being the Apple Store. And the Apple Store, you guys know those guys that stand in the store and they all wear the same color shirt. And in the middle of the store, there's something called the Genius Bar. Now, that's something that you make an appointment for and you can sit with um, one of the employees as they go through whether educating you, fixing something, um, even selling you something, that's what that is for. And my brother-in-law said that he would often sit at the Genius Bar to help different clients that came in with the problems that they were facing, whether it was on their laptop or their iPad, um, he would often have to start from the beginning and figure out what was going on. And the first thing that he always asked, and if you know the answer, say it wherever you are out loud, is he would always ask, when was the last time you turned your device on and off? And without a doubt, they often would look at him and say, well, gosh, I don't know. It's been a minute. Or they would say, you know, um, do I need to do that? I didn't know that was important. Um, But often it was a long time. It had been a long time since they'd ever turned it off. They not just go to sleep, but actually turn the entire thing off and restart. And what many of us didn't understand and what many of the people that Daniel talked to didn't understand was that the way that the manufacturer had created these devices was that when you turn them off and on, it was a reset. It would reboot all of the factory settings and often it would solve whatever problem was happening. And I don't know about you, but I have had this happen and I always feel like I'm so dumb because of course they're like, turn it off, turn it on, whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden it starts working. Don't feel dumb. That's really something that we often forget about. And we forget about it with our devices. We forget about it with maybe a security system or something else in our life. But often we even forget to do this with our own lives, our own choices, our own relationships. And so that's what a sabbatical is. A sabbatical is turning off the machine, turning off the choices, turning off the work schedule, turning off all the things to be able to reset, to see where your energy needs to go. Maybe something that wasn't working works better now that you've had a rest. Or also you might realize, you know, that was broken and I actually need to service that. So a sabbatical is really taking a moment to reset, figure out what you need, and actually um, come back um, with your applications, your programs running at full speed and not being sluggish or overworked or whatever it might be. And it's the same with us, whether it's our minds or our bodies, we often can just be so exhausted. The nonstop demands of 
living a daily life, whether you have kids or you have fur babies or whatever it might be, it's a lot. And so when we take a sabbatical, it gives you and I the opportunity to refresh, reboot, and then clean up the clutter that might be overwhelming us to make space for new ideas and opportunities to actually be intentional and to flourish. So a sabbatical, it's another refresh and reboot. That's really what it is. And it's very important. Now, um, unlike a machine, you know, just unplugging and plugging back in, we are obviously more complex. And so a sabbatical is not just an easy, I'm going to check out for a month or a week or whatever it might be. We actually need to go in with knowing what it is, how it can help and how we can set ourselves up for a better time off and coming back and onboarding whatever that might be in our life. So you know me, I talked about this last time. I'm not a big sabbatical girl. I think work is really important. Um, you know, Adam and Eve, they worked in the garden well before sin, <laughs> well before the fall. And so some of us think, oh, you know, dang you, Eve, now I have to work. No, no, no. Adam and Eve were working, naming animals, work in the garden well before sin. And God really wants us as human beings, men and women, to work hard, to be diligent, to develop and to grow and to not just consume, but to create, to build. And that's really important. So I don't think that work is bad and rest is good. I think there's a good balance. And the balance is unique to your age. Maybe it's unique to your um you know, nation or country where you live, whether it's your married status or your family status or whatever it might be, it's really unique to who you are. And for me personally, I had heard about sabbaticals for many years, but it wasn't realistic for me. You know, I obviously worked um, and I was um, building a ministry and a movement and that required me to not, you know, check out for a little while. But then also, you know, I had four littles at home. So the idea of having a sabbatical, like, what am I going to do? Go lock myself in the master bedroom? <laughs> like, hope that no one finds me? Like, that just wasn't practical. So when I would hear of these different individuals taking these long sabbaticals, I just thought, wow, that is just not within reach for me personally. But as I've been thinking about the next season of my life, I realized that there were some signs that I needed a sabbatical. And it wasn't just exhaustion from toddlers or being tired from writing a book, there were some really clear signs that I thought, okay, God, you're speaking to me about this. So let's define a sabbatical. A sabbatical is a sexy word for a rest. <laughs> Don't, that's not Greek. I'm just teasing, but it really is. It, it's a, it's a word um, that, that defines an extended break from work or other activities. And it's really a, a break with intention. So sabbatical is a break with intention. It's a break to really give you time to rest, right? Recoup, recover, to reflect on what your life has been, what it is now and where you want to go. And then also just to rejuvenate things that maybe need a little bit more nourishment and need a little bit more direction. So sabbaticals can help all of us and each of us have unique reasons that we need it. But collectively, it helps us with a new perspective. It shows us... Um, really from a uh, more of an aerial view of what our life looks like and what we need to do to change. You know, I, we always took vacations in the summer, whether it was a really nice vacation or whether it was, you know, trading someone for their house and our house and, and just taking time off. 
But it always shocked me because the first few days of vacation, and I don't know if you're like this, I just feel like, okay, I just want to sleep and I want to sit out in the sun and I want to read mindless things. And I just need to kind of let my body catch up with where my, let my brain catch up with where my body is. But about the fourth, fifth day, I started to feel this creative influence of, oh, I should do that. And I want to look at that and let me work on that. And that all of a sudden I could solve problems that I couldn't solve at home. Um, All of a sudden I had a creative solution or I had a thought or I had the courage to do it. And so that's often what sabbaticals can do. It can give us that much needed time to figure out how to be more creative and to let, I guess, unleash the creativity in you, but also how to be more productive in what's in front of you. So here's one thing you really, I think it's important to understand. Some of us think that a sabbatical is, I'm done. I can't work any longer. I'm going to take a month off and, you know, I'm just going to stay in bed and just be. But really having a sabbatical that is um, not just a crash landing, but an actually successful sabbatical often is requires planning. It requires you to think, what's it going to take? for me to take this time off? And how can I set this up so I am not stressed out or others aren't stressed out while I'm gone, but that I've created an ability to be prepared? You know, I think about when I had babies, you know, as the baby was getting ready to be born, you know, I started preparing. I prepped the the nursery, I prepped the crib, I bought the things that were needed, I stacked it with, or stocked it with, with diapers and wipes. I also made meals and I put them in my freezer and I paid all my bills and I, you know, got someone to help me do with these certain things that I wasn't gonna be able to do. I did that uh, because I wanted, when I gave birth, I knew I wanted to be able to just enjoy the time. And if I was stressed about the bill or I was stressed about, did anybody clean the crib before the baby's laid in there? That was not going to allow me to enjoy the season. And for many of us, if we don't plan a sabbatical, we don't enjoy. We're busy. Oh shoot, call that so-and-so or, oh no, they're mad. Or even if we have a bit of peace, when we come back, We either, there's tension, there's miscommunication, there's a bit of an abandonment that happens. And so it's important that we onboard people into a sabbatical. Now, if you're in crisis, you know, your counselor says you got to stop for your mental health or your marriage, you know, is, is is a mess and you need some help, whatever that might be, then yes, there are things that do happen that aren't as ideal. But if you really are at a place where you want to do this strategically and and treat it sacredly, then really planning it out is going to be very important. And that means you might need to give those around you more time than you think they need to prep. So one of the things I did that I've been doing for weeks and weeks is I'm sitting down with different teams and letting them know I'm not going to be gone here. I'm going to be recording this. And I'm asking them where are the holes and how can I fill in those holes? So when July 1st happens, I can know I did all I could do. There will be things that come up, but I know that I did the best I could to leave and I won't wake up in a hot, in a cold sweat wondering if I told, gave somebody the password. So really planning and then obviously planning financially to take that break. Now, for some of you, you have a bunch of vacation and yeah, it would be nice to bank that financially, but let me challenge you. If you have all this vacation, what if you took an extended amount of time off for yourself or for your family or your friends? And what if you saw maybe that time off is just as valuable as the finances that you would be getting if you cash that out? So I really think it's important to look at both because even if you can cash it out and buy something or, or do something, 
it may not actually give you the same return as getting rest for your body, your mind, your soul, and your relationships. So really ask yourself that. And then for me personally, there are certain income streams that I would not be touched by a sabbatical, but there were a couple that I knew, um, you know, I wasn't guaranteed that time off. So I would meet with them and say, listen, I prepared that if you are not able to fund that me this month, I prepared for that and I will cut back where I need to. Uh, but I understand it's not a given that you are going to fund my sabbatical. And, um, yeah, that was very helpful. And then lastly is that taking a sabbatical is often very courageous. It's hard. Now, some of you are relaxed and you, you live for time off and that's great. Like I celebrate that. But there are those of us that I love working. I love being busy. I love contributing. And I also have a great deal of people that are dependent on me. And so, you know, taking a break can often feel like I'm maybe privileged than somebody else that's working just as hard and I'm going to take time off and they're not. Or, you know, I can feel that, oh my gosh, what if I leave and then they fill in the slot that I was doing and I'm no longer invited back to that slot? Or, you know, are people going to understand, uh, am I, am I going to come back and realize I don't even want to do what I'm doing? And that's scary. Whatever it might be, you, this is why I believe as a person of faith, you need the word of the Lord. You need God to speak to you about a time off. And then I think it's really important to put bookends to that sabbatical. And I'm telling you, for anyone that you, as an employer myself, um, as somebody who who does a lot of things and moves things forward, if you say, I'm just going to take time off, that feels very ambiguous and confusing. But if you say, I'm going to take a break for this month, then I can bookend it and I can go, great. I know when you're coming back, I'm not anxious. I'm not afraid that you're going to check out or you're going to leave me. This is what that looks like. For me personally, I've taken breaks and you can call it a sabbatical. You know, I think a sabbatical, kind of the big, huge sabbatical are those that take weeks off and they either go somewhere or they don't go into work. But there are times when you can take sabbaticals of just specific commitments. You know, and I remember two years ago, going to my core group and just saying, you guys, I love going to core group. I'm, I mean, I'm there every other week, but the month of May is so tough for me. I've got, I'm traveling. My kids have projects. They've got field trips. It's just a really hard month. And so I've decided to take May off of core group so I can have more time for my heart, my mind, my kids, everything. So that I don't just end up in June just going, oh my gosh, that was a wild and I didn't do, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to. And they graciously understood it. And I'll tell you, I, I get to go to core group tonight and I'm so excited. I took that time off and now I have a renewed excitement to be a part again and to be, um, to invest. So I understood that little time. And I think when you also have bookends to the time that you're taking off, you steward it differently. Like I knew, okay, I'm going to have three core group moments that I'm not going to be at. And so I'm going to steward that. I might go for a walk with my husband. I might go on a date. I might, you know, go do something creative, but I knew that that was borrowed time. That was time that was committed to something else. I'm taking the time off and I'm going to be a good steward of that time. So that's kind of the key elements to a sabbatical. It's extended time off. It's a time to give you a space to be rested and refreshed and rejuvenated. Um, it gives you an ability to gain a new perspective and even learn new skills or maybe reevaluate your own priorities. Um, it's very important to plan for sabbatical, obviously plan for funding if you need to do that. 
I don't take a sabbatical on a credit card. Can I just say that? Please don't do that. Um, you will, you know, so that will have to be paid at some point and it's only going to add more stress. And so if it is something where you're going to take a, a, a pay cut, um, find out ways where you can cut your own spending and expenses. Maybe you need to move in with someone for a season. Maybe you need to cancel all of your subscriptions, but really, really be diligent. Um, you can take really great sabbaticals by going on a walk and a hike and camping and all the things that aren't a ton of income to make it happen. It doesn't have to be a five-star vacation. And so how do we know if we need a sabbatical? All right, let's jump into these ideas. And I, these were very helpful. I found some of these to be signs that I needed one. So the first one is persistent exhaustion, persistent exhaustion. So you maybe constantly feel drained physically, emotionally, mentally, um, and even after taking a vacation or a break, you still have that deep fatigue. And often that can be a sign that you need an extended period of rest. And it's not just going to be enough for a one-week vacation. For me, I didn't have exhaustion like I can't get out of bed, I'm tired. I found that my fuse was really short. Not short in anger, but my ability to produce, to make decisions, to engage shortened during the day. I, I had about an hour or two in my head and heart and mind. And then all of a sudden I just felt tired. And to me, that wasn't normal for me. And so I realized, okay, I need some time to really get rid of this soul fatigue that's kind of hanging, hanging out in my, in my life. The second way that you know if you need a sabbatical is decreased productivity. So yes, you are working just as hard, but you're just constantly feeling like you're missing things and people are asking things of you and you're just constantly feeling challenged by not being able to focus or complete those tasks. And you just feel like, what is wrong with me? I'm usually productive. I usually like this. I usually enjoy this. And the way that I, and I think I talked to you guys about this before, but it, I almost thought, am I depressed? Because it has a sense of depression, meaning that I'm not myself and something's off but I didn't feel the blues. I just felt the fatigue. And that to me showed me, oh, I am, I'm in burnout. I need to actually get back to a reset to get out of burnout. And that takes some time, but it wasn't depression. And again, I want you to be clear. If you are in a clinical depression or you are at a, at a crisis, that's when you need to go get help. Getting a vacation or canceling all your commitments and getting into bed is not going to be beneficial, and that is not what a sabbatical is. Um, there are times in my life where I thought I needed a sabbatical, and what I needed was counseling, or I needed to go and go to a prayer room and just be in that environment. So you have to just have that awareness to know what works for you. And then the third one is just emotional exhaustion. You know, I found myself kind of being easily irritable. And, you know, experiencing mood swings and feeling kind of overwhelmed by what was happening around me. And I don't really live like that. I don't have that kind of emotional anxiety around me and I could feel it. And oftentimes I felt like, gosh, I feel really, I have really intense feelings about all of this. And I don't, I don't know if they're all very real to the situation. And that showed me my emotions are exhausted. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not myself right now. Um, the fourth one was just a lack of motivation and passion. You know, I, I love my job. I love what I do. I worked really hard for decades of my life to, to do the things that are in my heart and on my life. I love preaching. I love writing. I love podcasting. I love connecting with leaders. I love all of that. I love teaching authors and communicators. 
But I found myself just going, oh, I just, I don't know if I should be doing this. I don't know if this is me. And I knew like, that is not me. I know it's not me. There's something about it that I'm just not enjoying it like I was. And I feel like, why am I doing this? And that is connected to being, having a meaningful and um, having meaning and purpose in my life and in my daily work. And so that was really important to me. I started to say, okay, if I'm going into the fall doing my dream job, which it is, I have, I mean, it's my dream marriage, my dream kids. I'm not saying it's perfect. So stop it. Don't judge me. I'm just saying in general, I get to work for a living and do something that I love doing. And I get to serve people and I get to watch people's lives change before me. I mean, I, I, it's a dream season of my life. I, I have prepared for this season for decades and I'm going into the season and I'm just not feeling excited. Uh Oh, something's off. So that was one of my motivations with the sabbatical is if I could take some time off when I hit the fall, I have so many exciting things that I'm thrilled about. I have a book coming out this fall that I've worked for two years. It is a passion project. I'm excited about this book, but I don't want to be apathetic about it. Or, you know, I've got authors, hundreds of authors I'm teaching this fall. And I don't want to be like, well, yeah, I've got another group. I don't know who it is. No, no. I, 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 I want to get to know them and hear their passions and hear their writings. And I want to be available. And so there are things like that. And then the fifth one, so I kind of, I should have listed them for you, but Number one, persistent exhaustion. Number two, decreased productivity. Number three, emotional exhaustion. Number four, lack of motivation and or passion. Number five, physical symptoms of stress. So maybe you have headaches or tension, muscle tension, um, gastrointestinal issues, frequent illness. Those things can really affect. For me personally, um, I don't have a ton of physical, but I, I did have the back and neck stuff, which was kind of a sign of like, okay, I'm not bouncing back, but I found myself not being able to rest, not being able to relax. I just found myself being tense. I'd look down and my hands were, were in fists, you know, it's like, okay, that's not a good sign. And so I didn't know that I had a lot of anxiety or fear or whatever, but my body was telling the truth, right? Like that, that book. So it's very important. I found myself getting really hormonal, you know, during that season of the, of the month. And like, that's not really me, but I would just feel kind of, um, overwhelmed. And when Havel is overwhelmed, that's not a good sign, uh, because that's, I thought I had a lot of other issues, but that's not one of them. And so that was important. So if you're getting headaches, sinus infections, consistently having the same issue over and over again, it may be that your body is telling you, friend, stop, take a break, take a rest. Let's get you restored. You don't need again to be, uh, to be abused, to be used. Right. And then lastly is neglecting self-care. Um, and gosh, this one spoke to me. I want to act like it didn't. Can we just all act like it's not, this isn't true. (laughs) But for me, I just found myself like just ignoring exercising, eating healthy, you know, my sleep, going to bed at different times of the day, get, you know, or during the evening and waking up and not doing my morning routine or just being busy, like almost gearing up and having a full schedule of the day and just feeling overwhelmed. Like I cannot do back-to-back things. And even though I got a great night's sleep and I'm eating well, I just found myself not being able to reconnect with me being present. And I found myself kind of grinning and bearing it. And for me, that was a really good sign because when I eat well and I move and exercise and I'm reading and I've got a morning routine, I know I'm at my best. And this felt 
like, I don't even think I have the motivation to do that. So anyway, I'm doing that right now only so that when I get on my sabbatical, I don't crash and burn. I'm working hard on that. So remember, everybody has unique needs and circumstances. So not all these have to be true for it to be a sign that you need a sabbatical and you might have all of them. And I would say if you do, then it's time to talk to somebody that you love, uh, somebody that you trust and begin to ask them, hey, I think it's time for me to have a sabbatical. What do I do? And really get some feedback and some counsel and really see how you can make like an informed decision to take that time off. And don't be anxious. You know, if you think I need it right now, it's okay to plan it in a couple months. It's okay to say, actually, I'm going to finish out this season and then I'm going to take a break. Um, You will not lose anything from that. I think just knowing the break is coming is what matters most. All right, let's talk about the benefits of a sabbatical. I've got four specific benefits. So the first thing that they find is that those that take sabbaticals, uh, we increase our productivity and creativity. So when we take a break, we're able to recharge and then we come back with a fresh perspective and we're able to um, have new ideas. I'll never forget um, being on vacation. I remember that we took a two week vacation and it had been a very intense season and I knew I needed to clean out my garage and my closet and all the things, right? But I just, usually I like to prepare the house so when I go on vacation, I come back to a clean environment this time I just locked the door and left. <laughs> it was just one of those. I could not, couldn't do it. Had no more decisions in me, had no more editing in me. So I went on this vacation and when I came back, I was full of ideas. I'm like, we got to clean this out. I never wear that. That's ridiculous. Let's get rid of that. Let's give that away. I could just invest because I had a new perspective and I had a new creativity and I was myself again. And so that's what they find with sabbaticals is that you might think, oh, well, I'm not going to get as much done. But studies show that if you take the rest, you actually come back more productive and more creative, which helps. The second thing that helps with sabbaticals is it really helps to improve our mental health. Having a break really matters. Um, It reduces your stress, your anxiety, and your burnout. So I get that not everyone can have a full sabbatical. So let me just give you a few suggestions. What if you took Sundays or Saturdays as a full Sabbath? What if the summer sabbatical for you was 24 hours of no screens, you know, no devices, just unplugging completely and just eating at home, going for a walk, bike ride, hanging out with friends, but it's your time to just 24 hours sabbatical once a week because you can't quit your job or you have littles at home, figure that part out. Another break might be, I serve in this area, I'm gonna take a semester off, I'm gonna take a couple weeks off, and that's okay as well. I don't know what you need to do, but it doesn't have to be an entire month, it could be a week and a half, it could be, you know, three, I'm gonna take three day weekends every every week in this summer, and I'm going to facilitate my work schedule to work a little harder, four days a week, and then I'm gonna take three full days off, and that's what I'm gonna do. So you're allowed to rearrange, it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be effective. And then thirdly, um, it really enhanced um, people that took sabbaticals and enhanced job satisfaction and a commitment. So actually you taking break will make you more satisfied in the area that you might feel burned out in. This is interesting. When I go on vacation, I am more fulfilled in my marriage. (laughs) I'm more fulfilled in my future of my marriage. Why? Because I've taken a break. I've 
stopped all the, the busy conveyor belt and I'm able to just go, yeah, I'm here. I'm in it. I want to do this. And I feel more fulfilled and I feel more committed. Um, I'm hoping the same when I take the sabbatical this summer for my work at Truth the Table. I'm hoping that I come back and I feel more satisfied in teaching authors and communicators and writing Bible studies. I hope that at Bethel as the women's pastor, I come back excited about helping women live the best, healthiest, faith-filled life that God's given them. And I hope that that I have a new commitment toward that. And I, I really can see that happening. And then lastly, it increases learning and skill development. Can I just say, I have this really indulgent secret that I don't like to tell a lot of people, but it's just between us, right? So I'm safe. I love the feeling, and tell me if you understand this, when there's nothing on the books, nothing on the calendar, and I can research any specific topic that interests me. I love it. I love to be able to take a journey into the World Wide Web and just research. Maybe it's an, a creative element. Maybe it's a story. Maybe it's a person. I love that feeling of just being able to get in and learn something. I love the feeling of starting a new creative art project. I love walking in Hobby Lobby or Michael's and saying, you know, I've never done the pour over paint. I've never made jewelry. I've never made ornaments. I've never painted like this and getting a project. And when I have time off, I can really learn a skill pretty fast because I have devoted time. I love taking a book that I might, you know, want to get, go after a topic and maybe have three or four books that I tackled during that time off and I learn a completely new skill or a new set of uh, priorities around something that's important to me. In fact, our next podcast, I'm going to tell you what my number one focus is. My number one focus is um, in what I'm learning and developing during this, this sabbatical. So what we find, you guys, is that science really shows that sabbaticals have a huge positive effect on us uniquely as individuals, but also in organizations and workplaces. So it's important that you, you know, not all size, uh, not all shoes fit everybody. So you have to decide what works for you and make sure that that makes sense for what you need. I guess in wrapping all things up, I just hope that I've inspired you to take a sabbatical, maybe prioritize your faith life, your marriage, your kids, maybe your overall well-being. And I hope that I've given you some perspective to think about ways you can do that in this season. Remember, you don't have to do it all and you don't have to do it alone. You can ask the Holy Spirit to come help you and he will, and he will sustain you and he will give you creative ideas to get that sabbatical that you need. Remember, he's here to guide you and strengthen you just like myself through this journey of the sabbatical and rest. With all that said, I encourage you to get out there rock that sabbatical, whatever that might look like, and um, really, really do it. I know that sounds funny, but like really do it. Just make that commitment, put on your calendar and do it. If you are going to take a sabbatical, let me know, post about it, put it in your, on your Instagram, put it in my comments as I talk about a sabbatical and let me know. I'd love nothing more than creative ways that you're taking a sabbatical other than just weeks off. And if you know someone who needs this podcast, this topic, the sabbatical topic, maybe it's your spouse or an adult child or your pastor or your parents, send them this podcast, this one little 30 minute podcast so that we can keep helping people in this area. And hey, you never know, it might change everything for them. All right, you guys, that's it. Next week, we're gonna talk about my number one focus of learning and skill development 
for my sabbatical. I'll catch you next time.